Hi everybody, it's Christian Thwaites from Brown Janikowski, uh, our podcast going out uh, on Thursday, April the 13th. Hi everyone, this is Emily Takenberts. So let's get started, Christian. Um, you know, usually this is a pretty quiet time for the market. You know, we're going into the, the long Easter weekend. Uh, but what's been going on uh, lately that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, you're quite right. This is usually a low volume week. There's a lot of school holidays going on. Easter is uh, is a big holiday in Europe. Four day weekends are pretty common. So we don't usually expect uh, a lot of action. But uh, we had more than our fair share this week, uh, Emily. I think uh, the one no- most noticeable to me was the uh, w- w- was the bond market. Yeah, and let's break that down because I know that on Tuesday, the 10 year Treasury uh, hit, I think, 2.31, closed at maybe 2.35 at the end of the day. Um, you know, that's something that uh, hasn't been uh, seen in probably about two months that yields that low. Um, you know, what's going on there? Why are, why are bonds uh, suddenly, you know, uh, seeing yields coming down? Well, I think it's because we, we, we saw a couple of things going on, but the most important one was the pivot from the, from the president on, on Wednesday, where really we heard his new position on a couple of important things. First of all, that China was not a currency manipulator. He made it very clear that he thought they were coming into his administration. Uh, secondly, that he had some nice words to say about Janet Yellen. Uh, obviously the chairperson of the Federal Reserve. Again, during the campaign, he had less than nice things to say about it. Um, and also he talked about the, uh, the dollar uh, and it being too strong. So uh, the first thing that happened was that bonds went below 2.3%. Uh, that's a plane taking off there, everybody, so sorry about that. But bonds went below 2.3% and actually on Thursday hit 2.24%. And that's really critical because there was a lot of resistance on the technicals at 2.3%. But what I think it is, is the bond market saying the economy is not that strong, rates are going to stay low, there's not going to be a policy of a strong dollar, um, and all that means that uh, we'll put that all together, and it means the rates are going to be uh, below. And in fact, Emily, I just kind of looked before we came in here. Uh, the long bond market, uh, the long end of the Treasury markets, up nearly three percent this year. It's almost catching up with the S and P, which is up four and a half percent. And nobody, uh, although I say we were in the camp of not expecting uh, the bonds to be as bad as people thought they were at the beginning of this year, but no one really expected that. Just shows how those New Year estimates can be way off base. Yeah, we've seen. I, I think we've seen bets on higher bond yields, you know, shorting, but they've been falling in the last, you know, two three weeks or so. Um, is that I've heard someone describe it as uh, people moving away from the Trump trade and going to the quote unquote what if trade, meaning what if we don't have higher inflation numbers? What if we don't see um, a, a infrastructure package? What if we don't get tax reform? Do you see people just um, investors just hedging a bit in that sense uh, now that we have you know we have some political uncertainty around all of those? Um, policy expectations for the Trump administration. For sure, I think the expectations are not as high. That's the plane taking off again. Uh, um, the expectations are are not as high uh, for for reflation as people thought they were. Um, obviously, the the any, any kind of fiscal stimulus is is off the cards now for at least another six months. Um, there was also talk about going back to healthcare. 
Um, so I think this has sort of meant that that people are, are are moving back to sort of a sort of safer type of type of investments, and that's where the bonds and the dollar. And actually, what's also happened this week is that the emerging markets have continued to be pretty strong. South Korea was up one uh, percent just on just on Thursday alone. South Korea is in some emerging market indices, not all of them, but that's a very important bellwether for for Asia. And so uh, emerging markets are taking uh, taking a st- some strength and and support out of the story that the uh, that that showing that the dollar is uh, is is weaker than they expected at the beginning of the year. Sure, I, well, I do want to turn specifically to the dollar, just given the total reversal in terms of policy from our president uh, yesterday around China, around currency manipulation. Uh, what's important uh, there to to pay attention to? I think the the main one is actually the that there's a couple of things that that, that hit the headlines. It, it's the dollar index, which is around about a hundred. Uh, then it's the major cross currencies, uh, dollar sterling, dollar euro. But actually, the one we look at is dollar yen. That's off three percent the last couple of days. That's a phenomenal amount of movement in the in the foreign currency markets, which trade well over a trillion dollars a day, and that's one of the most popular and used uh, sort of by by bilateral exchange rates uh, the 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 dollar had strengthened uh, quite a bit uh, and then up to about 120 on the yen and then on Thursday it was down to 115 so that really just shows that the yen is uh, is a go-to haven currency pretty significant do you expect the dollar to um, to reverse and, and go higher this year or or I really don't. I think uh, I, th- I think it's going to be good. That's going to be good for exporters on the S and P, and I think that uh, for emerging markets and international, the uh, the a, a, a strength in their local currencies is is not really going to help them too too much. Uh, so I think it's sort of more a benign situation for foreign exchange and international investing. Great. Let's turn to the U.S. market right now, and uh, let's let's look at you know what's going on there. What should we be be paying attention to? Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, stocks had a pretty quiet week actually. Um, there's there's really there was obviously the big uh, trade around United Airlines and some of the other uh, some of the other airlines which were all held in the major indices, but uh, there were really not a lot of big stories. J.P. Morgan, bellwether on the financials, had. Okay, results on on Wednesday night, Thursday. So it's been a relatively slow week to stocks. So the focus has really been on the bond markets and fixed income. Uh, so we're not really ex- we're really expecting the market to kind of trade sideways. We're about to hit the peak of the earnings season. Next couple of weeks, there'll be earnings coming out every day, and really kind of looking hard to see what people are talking about in the future. Sure. I've also noticed that uh, the VIX has picked up a bit, um, and you know we usually don't look or mention volatility, um, but you know should we be paying attention to that uh, now that we're going forward? Yeah, well, VIX was the well, was was below ten for most of the last six months, and everybody kept looking at how how unremarkable it was. It's now jumped about fifteen or sixteen. I've always felt that it's an index which is very uh, susceptible to short-term trading and and not manipulation in the bad way, but the way it gets shorted and 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 used, uh, it's up to 16. So that sounds like a 50% increase in volatility, but from a very low level. I I think we should keep an eye on it. That the but I don't think it's sort of it, it. I don't think it means that the fear trade is on. So I think you know, look at it, but uh, you know perhaps like a California stop sign, you can kind of roll right through it for now. 
Great. Um, so, you know, going into this long weekend, quiet weekend, presumably, uh, what should we, what's up next week? What should we paying it, be paying attention to for next week? I think we have to keep our eye on the bond market. If it, it's already broken through a major resistance level, the 10-year bond at 230, 224, as I said, as we speak, uh, if that starts drifting lower, the next support, technical support letter is at, is at 2%, and then we're in a totally different territory. So uh, that, that's really going to make our major focus for next, for next week. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, everybody. Um, and uh, Emily, have a great long weekend. You too, Christian. Bye-bye, right. folks. And here's our disclosure. Please note the discussion of our investments and investment strategy, including our research investment process, represents our investments and investment strategy at the time of this date of this documentary is subject to change without notice. We cannot assure that the type of investments discussed in this commentary will outperform any other investment strategy in the future, nor can we guarantee that such investments will represent the best or an attractive risk-adjusted investment in the future. This is for general information purposes. Only as references to an individual security should not be considered as a recommendation to buy or sell that security. The securities mentioned in this commentary only several of the successful and unsuccessful investments by us do not represent all the securities we have purchased or recommended, although we deem reliable sources of statistical and other information referred to as commentary but cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any statement in numerical data. Past performance notice indication of future results and all the charts which are not here but are on the website from FactSet, that's otherwise noticed.